Hi, I'm Darren Curry, and you're listening to Albion Been and Gone. So just a couple of minutes left. Brighton have to hang on with 10 men, and here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's crept in. Sensational 90th minute. Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game, with seconds remaining, surely. That's all three points for the visitors. Hello, it's a good Friday. <laughs> Happy Good Friday, Tom. Happy Good Friday. It, it, is it a good Friday? I hope so. Um, <laughs> what better way to mark the occasion than by talking about what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Uh, can you believe this is episode number six yeah. and potentially seven? Yep. <laughs> depending on how you go. <laughs> Um, so it's a bank holiday today, so hopefully people may be listening to it on mowing, the beach, mowing the lawn is what I was <laughs> going to go with. Um, how do you like to spend a bank holiday or how do you spend bank holidays now? Perhaps it's not what you want to do anymore. No, I think it's, um, depends on the weather, doesn't it? And I think Monday's going to be horrible, apparently. Might be snowing. In April. In is April. it? A- it is April, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, really. I think it's nice just to kind of get out and about, which yeah. we're not really allowed to do. Or are we allowed to do it now? We're allowed to do it in groups of six. Yeah. It's like going on a junior school it trip. It is a bit, yeah. Um, and you must have an adult with you at all times. Yeah. Uh, and then you can stay in the garden, I think. And you can use the toilet. Okay, a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, there's a lot of people uh, with bladder problems going, <laughs> oh, I can't make it. It's weeing in gardens. <laughs> I love a wee in the garden. Really? Is that... In your, is, in your garden, like... Um, Mel's not going to be listening to this. Yeah. I don't like doing it in my garden, but what I will say is that if both toilets are busy here, yeah. I will just quickly nip outside. Really? Sometimes. I've been tempted a few times, but... Is that really bad? Well, yeah, a bit. It's a bit feral. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) I do, yeah. What about at university in the the dorms? Oh, at university, it's just do whatever you want, isn't it? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I did sometimes use my wash basin. I actually got stopped by a policeman once when I was at university for weeing in public. Mm. Where? Uh, was, well, I lived in Newcastle, so yeah. uh, I, was, I was kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of. Thing is, I wasn't actually drunk. I just, I was just quite a long way from home and really needed a wee. Um, but I think because I wasn't drunk, they, uh, they just kind of said, "Don't do it again." Okay, so I, I drink quite a lot. Of water. Yeah. Sorry, I should. I was shouldn't have. You do it. get quite a lot of liquids in you, don't you? Yeah. So I think I do about six liters a day. Yeah. Which does mean I need a wee very often. Yeah. And I remember being um, when I was at college. I we uh, driving to Chichester, so from Littlehampton to Chichester, it's about twenty five minute drive. And I do remember needing to pull over twice, one time. Wow. I'm just going on the side of the road for the amount of water I've drunk. But, you know, yeah, I will trade that in for a healthy life. <laughs> <laughs> Constant weeing. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's Easter. Uh, it's a bit of a funny festival, I think, because you know Christmas. The there's such a big build up. And there's no build up for Easter. It's just like I see Easter as a chance to well, what we're doing this weekend is get the get the garden done. Yeah, because it is quite a nice long weekend, isn't it? I think I think we might be getting our garden done as well. Yeah, so Easter. it's a it, it's less. Everyone gathering together for a big mm, meal mm. Uh, because you've eaten all the chocolate all day. Yeah. Are you going to get many eggs? Chocky eggs? Um, Depends if my PT is mm. uh, listening to this or not. <laughs> uh, I have already been given some eggs from uh, my in-law grandparents. Does that work? My grandparents, grandparents in, in law, law yeah yeah they they have um they were apparently worried what to get me well, and, they, what they go for um just a twirl yeah that's all right isn't yeah, it but, and the, with all the cadbury's ones the actual eggs are the same aren't they yeah it's just and it's just what you get you know alongside it yeah twirls a good option yeah, but um, you can tell that uh, they it's a bit of an afterthought because Mel has got this really plush. Uh, I'm not. I've never even heard of the company, but a really posh bunny. Mm. And not lint. Not a lint, not a lint one. So uh, market from like a lint called Coco and Co or something. It's yeah, clearly clearly about like fifty quid or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental. And then Eli's got a really like. Uh, I think he's got a Thornton's one. And then, what should we get him? Yeah, the £3.12. <laughs> yeah, I just got it from Asda, yeah. Thornton's is quite a market for a kid, I think. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't He care. won't. He wouldn't be able to tell the difference between Thornton's and, like, dairy milk. Well, he is a bit of a cho- you know, chocolate connoisseur. He does, is he? No, no. <laughs> as long as it is... Uh, me have sweeties or yeah. chocolate. That's all he cares about, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you? I've got I've got one from my mum. She's got one for oh from one from, from. my mum, yeah. Uh, which I think cause I, I quite like white chocolate, so milky bar. Yeah, that is the king of uh, chocolate. I think. Yeah, I've I just as I've got older, I've just got more into white chocolate than I don't don't like dark chocolate, and yeah, I just prefer white to. <laughs> you prefer white chocolate. white chocolate yeah we won't we don't, you know that's clearly what he means um i uh i went to a seminar on chocolate in in i think it was in wales uh, a few years ago and they were talking about white chocolate and it should not technically be called chocolate apparently because it doesn't have uh cacao in it yeah yeah yeah, so jokes on you for that. Jokes on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how any any news this week? Um, any interesting news? N- nope. No, <laughs> I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt. You are. Cause you it's, are. Because it's summer. Because it is summer for the for two for days. A couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Because I um I really hate winter. So as soon as it gets warm, I'm just like, get the Hawaiian on. <laughs> <laughs> got it down. Got it down from the loft a couple of weeks ago. Did you genuinely get it down from the loft? Yeah, well, I've got a, got a few of them, so I was like, I need to get my summer wear out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
get my jumpers back up in up in the loft and do you ever think of marking the occasion not not for like a celebration but putting it on the calendar of this is when i did it Hawaiian shirt so day. that you can because you love stats right yep so do you ever think right Oh, in 2021. Oh, so Mark Hawaiian shirt day when it is. And, and then just be able to go, track, oh, well, last year. Track climate change. Uh, yeah. Through my Hawaiian shirts. Have you thought about doing that? Yeah, I might do, actually. Yeah. I'll, Should we come back in a year and see? In a year time, yeah. Um, but how would you track it? Because if it's going to go cold again, and this is an anomaly. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd have to have a think about that. So I'm going to be wearing a jumper on Monday, so... I like that you <laughs> you already know that you're going to be wearing a jumper on Monday. Um, I, I only asked you that question because I want to tell you that I had a, I had a uh, strange Twitter uh, message. Yep. In fact, he's probably going to be listening. Anyway, I had this strange Twitter message um, a couple of days ago. It was like at midnight mm-hmm. from someone, I won't say their name actually, uh, who, who said, Hi... I just want to check that this is legit, Joel. Yeah, rather than like a parody account. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering whether you are in a band. I again won't say the name. Because um, I'd like to book said band for my wedding. Okay. Uh, and he, he was correct. I was in uh, an agency band, but I had no idea how he'd found me. Um, well, it wasn't someone you know? Or? No, no one oh. I know. He was from Norwich. Cool. Um, and I just went back to him and said, yeah, that that is me. And I could play for you at this. Uh, the agency that you found me through uh, have advertised it as this, uh, as this name. Just out of interest, how much were they going to charge you for it? Yeah. I wanted to find out how much sort of a cut I'll get. Uh, anyway, he said, don't worry about how I found you. I thought, that's oh. a bit odd. <laughs> I said, do you mind giving me a call? And he, he phoned me up. It turns out that he was a private police investigator. Ooh. Yeah. And um, So and when I, he says, don't worry about how I found you, is he like... Well, being, I did. Inv- like on a stakeout or something. Well, I said, I, I wanted to find out a little bit more. And he said... I could find anyone. Ooh. <laughs> and so I went, okay, well, just talk me through how you found me. And he said, well, basically what I what I did was uh, looked at the people in this band. Um, and then I cross-referenced like a face recognition. Yeah. That took me to Twitter. And I'm not a big tweeter. Uh, but no, you're not really. It matched actually. my face to... The photo. Yep. And then he cross-referenced that by finding all my other social media. Blimey. It's really clever, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever watch the programme, um, all the documentary of Catfish? A few times, yeah. yeah. And they had like a programme like spin-off of it. It's a bit like that, where you kind of, yeah, you kind of cross-reference photos and you can find someone's whole like social media footprint. I know. Quite easily, actually. Yeah. Which, actually, I think, leads us on quite easily yeah. <laughs> to who's today's... Got a big footprint on social media. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's take a short little break and then we'll come back. I liked Adam Alab. Very much a short break there. 
<laughs> so we're going to talk today about one of your favourite subjects. Favourite su- subjects, yeah. 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 Not necessarily favourite person. No. Uh, we're going to talk about Leon Knight. Leon Knight, yes. I'd say... Uh, I think he's the only player that we could do an episode on and also maybe two episodes on. Um, because he's a bit of a whirlwind. Um, definitely a divisive character. Um, very talented footballer. Very yeah. talented. Um, but perhaps didn't achieve all he could have done in the game um, based on his skills. And a lot of that is partly because of clashes with management which were possibly his fault and possibly manager's faults um yeah by all accounts very difficult to manage and generally a difficult person (laughs) (laughs) um so uh to fill in we we obviously touched on him a little bit well didn't touch him a little bit but we found out that he was the first person as far as i'm aware to uh, be fully well, to be half erect when when scoring. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know where I was going with that? No. Nope. <laughs> um, so we, you know, you know, the. I suppose we're going to talk about the rise. Yeah, the rise. <laughs> of Leon Knight. Uh, yeah. I. I We'll say that you know I'm aware of him. Yeah, I was I was going to ask actually how I don't know how aware people are of him unless he played for your club because he played for a lot of clubs um so yeah how much did you actually know of him only the amount that you have posted in a in a boys group yeah uh or should i say a, a fan group so that's um, uh like screenshots of his tweets screenshots and stuff. of yeah. tweets yeah and i think that probably started about three years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. And I, I didn't know you actually yeah. that well three, three, four years ago, and just thought, why does he keep posting this <laughs> random guy in? Um, and then a tiny bit of background reading. Yeah. To know he's, uh, yeah, he's a, an avid tweeter. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that I pretty much know that that he used to play for Brighton. Yeah, I assumed that he would have been rubbish, but you actually going to tell me otherwise. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so not 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 enough. Okay, but I, what I do know now, I I'm disappointed that I didn't already. Yeah, I think. I think if he'd played for like one more high profile club, he'd be a lot better known. He did like a lot of, um, well, he's basically started quite high up and then gradually slid down. (laughs) And by all accounts, potentially still on the slide now. Mm, Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, I, I don't know. How do you want to, uh, how do you want to do it? How, are you selling me, Leon Knight? Or? Um, I th- I think I he gets a lot of 
bad um bad publicity um i think opinion general opinion of him is quite low within brighton fans i would i'd like to think i'm going to give a balanced view because i think what he did achieve at the club was on the whole pretty positive and was probably the best period of his career actually at brighton okay um so yeah, I think a bit of a hopefully a balanced view. A lot of it will be from my own personal recollections, rather than actual factual recollections. <laughs> so set the scene. Um, let's start. Bobby Zamora is leaving Brighton. Yes. So Bobby Zamora is, I I think the one of the most, if not the most popular striker in. Brighton's history um, I think you know so many people in my generation um, I mean Glenn Murray did achieve more I guess he did score more goals and play for a bit longer but I think Bobby Zamora is perhaps more popular I think partly just because he was like the first good player that people my age had seen at Brighton um, but he so we've been relegated he he needed to leave because he needed to be playing at a higher level, um, and was sold. And uh, uh, yes, Leon Knight was initially brought in on loan. He'd start. I think actually I can go a little bit further back than that. He had grown up playing for a junior cycle Senrab. Okay. Who are based in East London and have produced uh, quite well known for producing a lot of top level footballers. Um, so people like Jermaine Defoe, John Terry, Joe Cole, um, Bobby Zamora, um, I think Scott Parker maybe. Um, there's, there's been like a lot of top level footballers who have come through and they're like a Sunday league team. And uh, I've actually seen a fairly recent picture of that group. Of oh, people. really? Yeah, I think that was a was that a, something that was even posted in our group of them all together. Mm. I do remember that actually. Yeah, um, but there was I, I read a there's a thing in four four two about about them and they um, kind of speaking to the guy that basically one guy's run it for decades, and he was asked you know what which of these all these great players is the best one like the most talented one, and he said by absolute miles Leon Knight. He was the most talented by, wow. by far, yeah. Um, and every club wanted him. He, he he was out there, you know, doing all the England youth teams and all that kind of stuff. He's probably the most, he's probably the best player of his um, age group in the country. Um, got a helicopter going over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, people have really taken our podcast quite seriously so uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to get a glimpse um anyway um so he signed for chelsea yeah um he he doesn't make a league appearance for chelsea um but has some quite good loan spells so around. they were sheffield wednesday huddersfield and yep. qpr yep. and i do remember him playing for huddersfield against brighton and thinking he looks pretty good um i think his so he's only about five foot four, five foot five. Um, so I think Premier League wise, without you know a lot of application and um, determination, I think he's always probably going to struggle at that level. 
But certainly, championship level, he was pretty cut out for. Incidentally, does he just really like blue and white? A lot of blue and white teams, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so he he came into Brighton. Yep, initially on loan, started incredibly. I think he scored two goals in his debut, both headers. Right. Which is quite impressive for someone his size. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few other clubs kind of circling around him, so Brighton did sign him permanently. I think only after like four or five games or something. Um, and he had and that, a. And that was in 2003. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the season we've just yeah. done in the playoffs when it's that season he signs. Um, and he really hits the ground running. He he scored, I think, about 30 goals that season, maybe maybe high 20s. And it's just. All sorts of goals. He he could he'd score headers, tap ins, score from range, left foot, right foot. Um, he was just a very talented striker. Um, a real wind up for opposition defenders, I think, because he was just so small and like niggly. Yeah, niggly. yeah. And he he just had a bit of attitude about him. Like he's very good at penalties. Um, I think partly with the kind of Eric Cantona thing really of just the arrogance of I'm there's no way I'm missing a penalty so actually you know perhaps some of the personality that mm. slightly flaws him was also strength the strength yeah so I think as a top level striker you've got to be arrogant a bit you've got to be got to, you've got to be selfish yeah, got to be say selfish um it? ruthless you know you I don't think you can be in a nice guy at least on the pitch as a top level striker Harry Kane might argue differently mm, I don't know you think he's nasty I say a few you just look at his face though he's got, he's got a nice <laughs> face um, certainly some of his um, uh, the ways he uh, draws fouls I yes. think at times are Potentially quite dangerous to his opponent. Can you think actually. of a nice striker then? Not a good one. Peter Crouch. I was, I was yeah. going to say Peter Crouch. Yeah, so because he, he was actually quite good. Um, but I mean, I listen uh, listen to his podcast sometimes, and he definitely says that you have to be a bit nasty and a bit a bit ruthless on at least on the pitch. You can be as nice as you want off it, but mm. on the pitch, you definitely have to have a bit of a cutting edge. Um, so. Leon Knight often partnered with a big man. Mm. But that was around the time that big man, little man was pretty much yeah, yeah, the yeah. done tactic. Certainly in this country. Oh, we're... definitely. Every, everyone's playing 4 4 2. There's no deviation from that at all. Um, so it kind of makes sense, really, if you've got a, a kind of one small, um, you know, goal scorer to take that, that physical pressure off him by just having a big a big old lump <laughs> yeah but oh bless them so they they were darius henderson yeah who i think was on loan from reading actually of course yeah <laughs> he, he was okay i think he's only going to have a short loan spell chris mcphee yeah trevor benjamin yeah who tried to get on yeah he said he was going to send a little thing and then never did but he, he was really good actually he was um he was probably the best of that group, actually. Uh, Chris Awellamo, yeah, who 
I had no idea who he was a few weeks ago. Now I see him literally everywhere. Because he, he does loads of media stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, BBC like, Scotland sports scene. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he does. Um, he does the like football league goals thing they have on a Saturday night before match of the day. I think it's on Channel Five. I want to say or right. if changes channel all the time, so it's like Five <laughs> Dave. Yeah, I only watch Channel Five for porn. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, probably the Walla Walla one. Yeah, yeah. Fancy giving it to No. <laughs> Lovely, lovely. <laughs> nice uh, little just ten <laughs> ten seconds of prime audio there. <laughs> um. Okay. So he's a good player. Yeah. Gets. Uh. Well, we we kind of already talked about the season that he he fires you to those playoffs. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. He, the rest of the team is very, um, the team of grafters really, you know, good players, um, but they are, you know, hard working, organized, and I think without a, you know, really good goal scorer, I think they probably would have struggled, but, um, not struggled, but I don't think they would have been going up, um, yeah, with a, you know, just one out, like, outstanding goal scorer up top. I think it made a lot of the difference. Um, and so did, was there any sort of, uh, any vultures circling around trying to nab him away? I don't really remember there being much. And I'm, it's slightly surprising because he um, had obviously come really highly rated. Um, he definitely, I think all football league clubs would know about him. Having been you know, so prolific at you know youth level and yeah, playing for you know, the England youth teams all the way up, so everyone would have known about him. And with him scoring so many goals, it's slightly surprising that I don't remember us ever really getting a big bid for him or anything. Right. He definitely he did get a uh, boot sponsorship deal with Reebok. I remember that. Good. Yeah. Don't see as much Reebok. No. Now. I can't think of any teams that have Reebok kits. I can actually only think of one ever having a Reebok kit, and that was Liverpool. Yeah. In the 90s. But Bolton always used to. Oh, yeah. The Reebok Arena. Yeah. That was called. So I think think Reebok's from Bolton originally. What do you think about Reebok Classics? Because they do happen to be back. The The shoe. Oh, okay. What did you think I meant? I don't know. (laughs) So Reebok Classics were... What am I thinking of? I don't know. (laughs) So Reebok Classic, um, I'll have to get you a picture because if you can't remember what they look like, me saying they were just the shoe that Chav Girls had. Okay. Um, I think I need to see one. Yeah. Um, They looked like that second one. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So kind of like probably historically would be what um, a kind of maybe guy in the fifties would wear to play squash in. Exactly yeah. that, and then thirteen-year-old yeah. girls would yeah. wear so that's, those. That's the two demographics they're going for. Sprayed with Lacoste touch of pink, okay. <laughs> which. Um, yeah, for me that was my I was that was weak at the knees for me. <laughs> really? 
Oh yeah, I had a th- Reebok def- classics and a bit of Lacoste touch of pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know to throw into the mix big gold chunky earrings. Okay, I had a thing for big gold. Ch- oh, and they were all the they mm, were all the rage. All the rage, yeah. I had a thing for people that might have listened to uh, Blazing Squad. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Actually, I think I liked. Um, a bit of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was everything I wanted to be. Yeah. But I was still sat in the front of class with my hand in the hanging air. outside McDonald's. I wasn't hanging out. What were you I wasn't there. Actually, we did do that on Saturdays. Where is McDonald's around here? Well, there's one at Crossbush. Yeah. Crossbush <laughs> <laughs> isn't even it, Crossbush is literally a intersection yeah. between Littlehampton and Arundel. Arundel, yeah. Uh, with a beef eater, yeah. Uh, but we there was one in Worthing, and we used to get the train over to Worthing. Actually, myself and friends that include one of Brighton's most famous uh, fans. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um, and we used to literally Fatboy Slim. Yeah, me and Norm. There's Lionel. <laughs> Me and Norm used to sit outside uh, Montague Street McDonald's yeah. waiting for hooped-eared, hooped-eared girls. girls to come past. <laughs> yeah. Sounds cool. quite odd, doesn't it? I can see um, him, not Fatboy Slim, the person you're actually talking about, being quite into that as well, actually. We used to play a game. Um, I can't remember what we called it now, but you used to get five points if you got a snog. Yeah. And then it would filter down. Uh, to what? What's, what's, what's half point? a point was sort of like catching the eye off. Okay. But you'd mark your own score. Yeah, so, so you're making quite a lot up, aren't you? Got, you I know. didn't. Because you could easily just kind of get eye contact with people and just rack up the half points. If you remember um, a few weeks ago, I told you about my flame shirt. Yep. So I didn't get that many points. <laughs> no, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, I thought that might kind of catch the eye a bit because it's so peacockish. <laughs> no, because I probably coupled that with uh, hair. Gareth Gates' hair? Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> or potentially really gelled, like, thick lines in hair. I don't remember, like, for a while people would do... Um, like use a quite a thick comb. I make like I'm. I think growing up in Brighton might have been different to growing up in Littlehampton because I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Do, well, yeah. if you don't really remember the cost touch of pink or um, Reebok I, Classics, I do. I do a bit. I, I don't think it was as popular. No. Uh, did right. you have every girl in school had a big puffer jacket? Not really. So yeah, I think it is maybe maybe like five percent. What was growing up in Brighton? Mm. Was it as bohemian as... No. No. Okay. Uh, well, uh, so my, my secondary school was in Hove, so it was a bit more conservative. But um, certainly, so my wife went to secondary school in, in Brighton. And I think that was a bit more, you know, flared trousers and DMs were kind of quite common as part of a mm-hmm. uniform. Um, yeah, so I think... There's definite divide between Hove and Brighton in that respect, but it's probably changed a bit now. I um, I'm actually part of a 
survivors of LCS Facebook group. Basically, LCS was our school. Yeah. And uh, there's been some big activity on it like in the last week or so because uh, a guy called Dale posted up a letter that he'd been sent or that had been sent home yeah. from the... Is it called something else now, the school? It's called the Littlehampton Academy, okay, TLA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it had been sent home by the deputy head mm-hmm. that said, Dear Sir or Madam, or whatever the name was, um, I'm writing to inform you of an incident that occurred today uh, and it named the, the child. Um, yeah. Has complained that Dale uh, chased him around the school and threw a hot sausage roll at him, okay. <laughs> causing pastry to flake across the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> because of this, they will now spend and then a date. I can't remember uh how far in advance it was, but in isolation. Wow. Uh, <laughs> for throwing a sausage roll. I mean that was quite co- that was like common behaviour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it it sparked this huge uh thread of oh I remember blah 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 blah. But this guy, his name was Mr Middleton deputy head and every lunchtime he would have to get in his jeep okay and drive across (laughs) drive across the the school field going around the perimeter getting the smokers back wow so that was like our that was our school uh and i didn't really fit into that crowd so maybe i just liked the attitude of them wished i could be a little bit not not a little bit kind of social voyeurism yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And But, you know, come year 10, year 11, when the girls all wanted to knuckle down and get their GCSEs, <laughs> who was there to scoop it up me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can help you with an essay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leon Knight. Yeah, who uh, I think probably didn't knuckle down to get his GCSEs. No. No. No, but, you know... He probably earned a lot more money doing, yeah. <laughs> doing that. Yeah. So he um, has this sort of stellar first season. Yes. And definitely at that point, he's pretty popular um, with Brighton fans. Uh, I think he'd definitely started off really well with because Steve Coppel was manager. Yeah. And I think that's... Um, Probably the manager that got the best out of him in his career was Steve Koppel. Um, as we'll go on to find out, he didn't see eye to eye with Mark McGee. No. Um, who who came in at the end of that season, didn't he? Um, not quite at the end. I think I can't remember when about Steve Koppel left. It's probably like October, November. Right. So then Mark McGee took over see, after I that. I can't remember whether that was, I'm assuming... That was because we lost Alan Pardew. Yeah, that probably is it. Yeah. And then we came in for Coppel. Yeah. We being Reading. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd I'd say Steve Coppel was an upgrade on Alan Pardew. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. At the time, um, I remember my dad being quite sad that Alan Pardew had gone. I don't think the Alan Pardew that we know of. No. uh, as in the womanizer. Yeah. So, because I'd say back then he was um, probably one of like the um, like 
bigger like young English managers that were coming through because he'd obviously done quite a good mm. job of Reading and got a West Ham job and I think he's definitely seen as like maybe being like a quite a future top, top level yeah, manager. I do remember him being sort of uh, bandied about as a potential yeah. manager. <laughs> I wonder if it's just because he was quite media friendly in like a way. That. Yeah, because yeah. it was the same sort of time as uh, Harry Redknapp. Yeah. I, in fact, were they both not interviewed? Maybe. Probably. And uh, just went, they went with Roy. Yeah. I'd say, I don't think Harry Redknapp would have been a great England manager. Roy Hodgson wasn't either, but. No. I can see why they went for Hodgson. Yeah. I do remember it being a surprise, though. Yeah. Well, Harry Redknapp, I was. I think he was the most surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he was convinced he was getting it. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so. Uh, Steve Coppel leaves. Mark Ma- McGee comes yep. in and they don't have such a good relationship. No, and I, th- I think his... So Knight's form did tail off towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, and I'm seeing... Uh, you know, I'm reading on your notes that he didn't nearly nearly didn't play in the game that got you guys up. Yep, so I think he, he didn't play that well in the in the semi-finals, the playoffs. Um, he... he was subbed off I think in both games um, because he definitely didn't finish the second leg because he would have taken a penalty I was like he would have taken his top off like <laughs> you did <laughs> probably would have done that as well um, but yeah he it, it was definitely uh, start fractures were starting to show um, even though and him and uh, Chris Uelimo were definitely quite a good partnership um, but his form did start to dip towards the end of the season. And you think it was more because they just didn't really understand each other? Or? Definitely didn't understand each other. Um, based on an interview I've recently watched, um, Knight was very much like, if you just leave me alone, I'll do all right. I don't want any man management whatsoever. And I think McGee was a bit more, actually, I'd quite like you to work a bit at this. Like... It'd be quite nice if you turned up for training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking like that, are we? And maybe if you didn't keep going out in Brighton the night before games and training, that would be quite good. And this is still in, well, where you would consider the rise of Leon Knight, that he's out there clubbing. Oh, he was out. All, oh, yeah, you'd see him out all the time, yeah. Did you ever bump into him? Yep. Should we go on to that? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> um, so, uh, me and my friends would quite often go to a club called the Honey Club. Now, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I don't remember it. I think it's called something else now. But yeah. Okay, so in my head, straight away, it was a strip club. No, it wasn't. Right, no. it does sound like a strip <laughs> club, does. right? Yeah. It does. It was, it was right on the seafront. Um, wasn't very nice. Um, but they had they had like an R and B room, which you'd see all all the Brighton players being there. Okay, all of them. Uh, R and B room that you would would you would you enjoy an R and B room? I'm not really an R and B fan. Not with that shirt. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm getting kicked out of the R and B room in this shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and, me and my friends were someone's going there. You, so you get a few uh, decent decent bangers in there. It sounds like the kind of room that I might have enjoyed playing the game 
I referred to my friends playing outside McDonald's. Yeah, I'd say so. A lot of Reebok classics. A lot of Reebok classics. And you yeah. were, this was, you were 18 at this point? Because you were 17 at the playoff final. Yeah, so it must, it couldn't <laughs> have been this season. It must have been the season. Yeah, because um, we'd see Colin Kazin Richards in there, so he'd be definitely the following season. Yeah, okay. so 18, 19, something like that. So really, you were knocking about at the same age as some of these players were in there. So you can understand why they'd want to be at the Honey Club, right? Oh, yeah. I think it was very... Uh, it didn't seem weird that they were there. It's more like, oh, that's Colin Cousin Richards. That's Albert Jarrett. <laughs> who, who is that? <laughs> he, he was a... Um, not especially good left winger. He was really quick, but c- couldn't do anything else. It's a great name, though. Yeah, he was a um, he was a Sierra Leone international. Wow. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> ever heard <laughs> that mentioned as an international. No. Uh... There's quite a lot. Um, I think there's quite a lot of uh, people of Sierra Leonean descent uh, in England. Right. So there's quite a lot of Sierra Leone internationals knocking around. Can the I just leagues. check? They are, they're not FIFA registered, are they? Are they? Yeah. So yeah. they are a better team than San Marino would be. Yeah, yeah. Can t- you can tell where I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> watching, sorry, where when we're recording this based Let, on. Let's check out where Sierra Leone are in the uh, FIFA rankings. We are Brighton, we are Brighton, super Brighton, from the south, we are Brighton, super Brighton, we are Brighton, from the south. Seagulls, seagulls, seagulls. I still find it really funny. I'm just because I can just picture his face as well. It's just anyway. Sierra Leone are currently ranked 116th in the world. Oh wow! Yep, they drew with Nigeria in the last game. Four all draw with that, Nigeria. Let's get the highlights. Oh wait, no, of that. no. 13th of November 2020. But that was their last yeah. game. <laughs> so fairly recently, drew with Nigeria. Can you name any? Are there any players we'd know now? No. No, I've just had a look at their squad list and no. 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 <laughs> okay, so uh that was Albert. Albert Jarrett. Yeah, so he was mates with Leon Knight, definitely. So it's like him, Colin Kazim Richards, Mark McCammon. Yeah, maybe a couple of others. They're they're like the main the main gang, definitely. Now, when a when a League One Brighton squad are in the honey club, yeah. are they circling the room or are they the room do you know what i mean by that um i i imagine most people in there don't know who they are okay at that point so actually their status isn't getting them i'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't sound awful Mm. isn't getting them more action i i think there uh as far as i know there are um there are some young ladies who know all, who all the footballers are and are more attracted to them than they would be if they weren't footballers. Right, okay. Yep. 
Okay. Because I did wonder, as if you are a Premier League player, yep. you can walk up to any girl and yep. say, I am Bakary Sanya. <laughs> Why did he come to my head? But that is who came to my head. I personally couldn't say that. Um, but then you are perhaps less able to do that as a... League Lower one player. league player. Yeah, I th- I think it's I think it does still carry a bit of kudos. What you'd have to show your badge ID. or <laughs> get your boots. <laughs> Look, I've got the boots. I can do a kick up. <laughs> Are you actually a footballer? Yeah, do you yeah. want to see? Do a few kick ups. I can do Cruyff turns. Oh uh, yeah. 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 In, in... I, I also feel like that is the kind of thing that they would also try and get on. The platform with the DJ. What the? Yeah, look. Leon Knight's in. Yeah. Can I have a go? Yeah. Um. So, okay, they're in the Honey Club. Girls are going for it with them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'd say so. Go. What else? Uh. So. Oh, I'm bleeding from my finger. Um. I. So this was. Second-hand information from uh, one of my good friends, Pete. So you're basically, uh, you are not at this night. I, I I don't know if I was. I definitely wasn't there at the incident. Um, but it's in so after the Honey Club, they've they, they've they've definitely acknowledged each other in the Honey Club. After the Honey Club, each other. Yeah, As like the footballers have gone. Your fans. <laughs> I think uh, there's just a bit of interaction. Right. Um, and in the queue for um, Buddy's Fish and Chip Shop. Okay, stop right there. Yep. Let's just spend some time. Because that that place, it's got some memories for me as well. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I love a breakfast at three in the morning. <laughs> I Have you ever had a, a full English and then gone back out? Uh, I, I've done that and it's horrible. I've, think we did yeah, yeah perhaps. feels horrible yeah it's it was a weird place a really strange mm. environment have you ever been to the market diner which is uh further into town it's like based behind a brew dog is now no that's grimier right yeah and was that an all night yeah yeah so they had like a proper gut buster okay yeah as soon as they market it, a meal that is going to bust your gut. You probably shouldn't have Shouldn't it. have it, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I suppose student me was thinking, that's worth the money. Good value, yeah. That's like basically two days worth of meals. I would just look at it and go, I don't need to look at the rest of this. For seven quid, yeah. I can get seven sausages <laughs> and 12 hash browns. Yeah. And I'm paying for it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why do they make you pay? Because people do runners, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so they the, the fish and chip version of that. That was just next it's like to next it, door. Wasn't it? Yeah. So they're in the queue for that. Um, I think I need to get the actual full version yeah. of this up, so I don't miss anything. Um, but my my friend Pete um, had an alteration with Leon Knight. Um, 
So, you mean altercation? Altercation, yeah, what, what did I say? What did you I said say? alteration. alteration. <laughs> Your friend Pete altered some of his clothes. <laughs> altercation, that's what I mean. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I think I'll read it out Okay. verbatim from what my friend said. Um, as far as I can remember, it was after a night out at the Honey Club, which is a particularly good night as it was spent in the R&B room with some of the Brighton players present. Brackets. I seem to remember Leon Knight, CKR, Colin Cousin Richards, and Albert Jarrett, Sierra Leone International, specifically. As it was a honey night, we naturally ended up at Buddy's Fish and Chip Shop afterwards. Very blurry, but I think what happened was that Leon Knight thought that my girlfriend at the time, Sophie, had pushed in front of him in the queue for chips and started getting aggy. So I stepped in. I think, uh, yeah, I won't say any more about that bit, actually. <laughs> thinking about it. Um, but then, just as tempers were about to flare, CKR, Colin Cousin Richards, came to the rescue. Future Turkey International there. Yes. Thinking He's thinking about the PR for his future career, isn't he? Yeah, somewhat kind of hero. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand Euro 2008. Turkey squad got to semi finals. Yeah, he got there. For, yeah. Yeah. He was there. No England players were? No. He, he was the only English born player playing in that European Championship. I remember that stat being yeah. the time. Um, anyway, he pulled an irate slash hungry Leon to one side and calmed him down, reminding him that we were in the company of each other in the R&B room not too long before and saying, It's okay. It's Pete. He's safe. Ah, oh. mm. so CKR <laughs> saves the day there. So, Leon, Leon, remember in the R and B room? You know we to, were to uh, Blue Control and Sean Paul. Breathe. Yep. Oh, good tune. Yeah, that's probably what we should have yeah. right now. Right now, there. Uh, any other R and B hits that you can remember? Um, I'm just uh, Sean. I'm just thinking of Sean Paul now. They were all yeah. of. He was on. He was on everything, things. wasn't he? Yeah. At that at that point, what else was there? My my head has gone pretty blank. Usher, bit of Usher. Yeah. That was quite. He was quite big, wasn't he? Um, Chris Brown. Mm. Pre. Pre. Attack. Domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, Mel, actually, my fiance is a big Chris Brown fan. Really. Really big, and she just said, "Oh, I don't know about all of that." Well, it's very, very... Well, I guess it's about separating the artist from the art, isn't it? To an extent. Mm. Yeah, so much so that my Spotify every now and again plays... Comes up with Chris Brown. Well, it comes up with... Um, do what, you want wife to listen Peter's to playlist. your Chrissy B playlist? <laughs> no. <laughs> ne- never. <I> <laughs> literally never. Um, and I like that they're saying it's Pete, he's safe. So... Yeah. It sounds as though not many people were in that R&B room. It was just the Brighton players. I'd say and your not, mates. not many males. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was always uh, yeah, a female-dominated environment, I'd say. But it's weird, isn't it, that, it, that Colin Cousin Richards has remembered it's Pete. Yeah. He's safe. <laughs> He's safe. <laughs> safe from what? As in, who would not be safe? 
people that hadn't been in the honey club. Yeah. These guys aren't so because they don't know about yeah. what we've just been up what, to. What we've what we've been through. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and actually that's where we're gonna kinda leave Yes Leon for now. So I guess that is an indication of so we've we've addressed the rise of Leon Knight and I guess that tale is an indication of the fall. Oh, that was very dramatic. Yeah. And <laughs> it's an Easter theme. It's so an Easter theme. Yeah. yeah. But we're but actually doing the opposite. I was, yeah. The I opposite was, when resurrection. I was thinking about this. Uh, sorry, I thought you said opposite to an erection. I was like, <laughs> resurrection. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking, oh yeah, Easter theme. We can do it. You know. But it doesn't maybe we should work. have started with the fall. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not Benjamin Button, is it? No. Um, so we're going to come back. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Leon Knight some more. Yeah. Uh, next time. Yeah. Next time, as in in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's actually what what we're going to do. We're going to put it out twice. Should we put out an Easter Sunday special? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah. join us again. See you, see you in a couple of days. See you, not see you. Listen you. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing your egg hunt, maybe. Yeah. Um, and th- I should have said this a while ago. If you if you are enjoying it, we would really love to hear from you. Especially our listeners in Belgium. <laughs> uh, yeah, particularly those guys. Because <laughs> we don't understand how you've got wind of this, how you why you're listening. Um, but yeah. We're up for doing a live tour in Belgium. Absolutely. Us and you will go to the pub. Actually, you know what? We should have started with this because we could, if you fancy sending some Easter chocolate, yeah. you're pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, good luck in the Euros. Good luck. In, I think they'll do well. Um, Brighton's Leandro Trossard scored two goals for Belgium last night. Did he? Mm. Wow. In, in an 8-0 win. I mean, they are literally going to walk that group, aren't they? Mm. Um. Yeah, just get in touch with us. Show yeah. at albionbeanandgone.com um, Or if you want to leave a review, that helps us, by yes, the way. Yes, that does quite help a us lot. quite a lot. So yeah. uh, on your Apple podcast. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. I think it's just Apple, isn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, algorithms work in that the more people share things and talk about things, the more chance people will listen to yes and and for us it's just it's just about a bit of fun we're not trying to make any money um yeah. tom's got enough hawaiian shirts <laughs> i've got enough black t-shirts um yeah should have done the admin at the beginning yeah again yeah. a little bit like easter but we're doing it the wrong way around finishing off on the boring note <laughs> thank you very much Bye. see ya so just a couple of minutes left brighton have to hang on with 10 men and here come palace now that's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's crept in. Sensational 90th minute. Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game. With seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors.